Hi, I'm Reverend Carol Saunders, host of The Spiritual Forum. I'm here with a lot of interesting people who are consciously walking the spiritual path, experiencing and expressing the divine in unique ways and through unique lenses. Everyone here has wisdom to share and an interesting story to tell, all to inspire you on your spiritual path. Welcome to The Forum. Welcome, everyone, to The Spiritual Forum. So glad you're here. Really want to give a shout out to all the listeners and Thanksgiving was just last week and I'm just really grateful for all who listen to this podcast or who watch on YouTube. You guys are just really great. And if you feel like supporting this podcast, you can donate on the spiritualform.org. It's the only way I'm monetized right now is through donations. I'm going to be figuring out in 2023 how to monetize the podcast, but you can make a donation if you feel like you you benefit from this. And Another thing that's completely free is just leaving a rating and review. Um, somehow, Apple Podcasts lost about 60 of my ratings, so it'd be great if you guys could get on. Just just give me a, a five-star rating if, if you enjoy the podcast. Today, I have such an interesting person. I say that every time, but it's true. And I'm really glad to have Miguel Cardellis with me. Um, he is not an author, which I'm saying that. not I'm saying that because I love not having authors. <laughs> I cannot read a book every single week. So I, I want to mention to people out there, if you've had really interesting spiritual experience, if you had a, a, a really deep experience with forgiveness or transformation or healing, or just being love in the world, like you're really out there volunteering and helping people, um, and, and you haven't written a book, absolutely fine. It's it's actually easier for me to have a conversation um, without having to, <laughs> to read a book. And I enjoy all the books I read, but it's a lot. It can be a lot. So let me introduce you to Miguel. After the tragic death of his father, Miguel Cardeles lost the meaning of life. So he spent the following two and a half years traveling around the world nonstop looking for it. I'm going to let him fill in the gaps of his amazing journey, but in summary, he spent time with Buddhist monks in India and Burma, lived with shamans in Bolivia and Peru, found healers in Madagascar, Brazil, and Indonesia, and lived with interesting communities all over the world. These experiences helped Miguel to discover other belief systems, religions, rites, and rituals, and it enriched his spiritual journey and his understanding of the human connection with nature. Um, rich in these vast human experiences, Miguel is now an ICF certified life coach, and his mission is to empower people to live to their fullest potential. Uh, welcome, Miguel. Thank you for welcoming me, Kara. <laughs> it was really funny when you when you uh, contacted me via email and you gave me a little summary. I'm like, holy cow, this guy's so interesting. I got to talk to him. And I think I even told you, it, it, it may be, I may be completely off, but it kind of reminded me of, of Santiago in, in The Alchemist. And yes. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, because Santiago was on this search. And I love the book, The Alchemist. And in fact, when I was a minister, when I was leading a church, I, I did a whole sermon series on The Alchemist. And I also interviewed Colm Holland, who wrote a sequel to The Alchemist. And it's such a great, it's such a great spiritual journey. But but when you when you described all the places you'd been and that you were looking for the meaning, and ultimately I think you'll reveal where you found the meaning. But it just really reminded me of his journey. Yes, absolutely. And actually, I read that book when I was in like, 17, 18 years old. I remember, and that book has a, had a huge impact on me. You know, it's um, without knowing that 
several years later, I was going to to start my own journey because of my the loss of my dad. I didn't know at that time, and that, that's true. That book was, is a very interesting book, very impactful, and I think I got inspired by that book too. Oh it, yeah, that's great. It's it, it. Well, let's just talk about your journey. So rather yeah. than keep talking about Santiago, let's talk about yeah. Miguel. <laughs> tell, just tell me. I mean, I've 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 read your summary and I've given a condensed summary. But but what would you like to tell us about your life journey and your search for meaning? Well, I think I'll start with the experience of the death of my dad, of my dad, of my father. So I was living in Spain at the time and, you know, I was a kind of like stubborn teenager, very rebel. And I didn't talk to my dad for about two years. And I remember one day I decided to go back to Belgium because my family is settled in both countries, Spain and Belgium, to just talk to, to him. I felt like, OK, now it's time uh, without any reason. But I felt it was a time. So I took a flight. It was on a Wednesday and I called him after two years without talking to him. And he said, mm-hmm. oh, great. I want to see you on Saturday. And I was like, okay, okay, we can meet a bit earlier, but it doesn't matter. But then on Saturday, I got a call. He said, I know, I'm sorry, I'm busy. Let's let's meet on Monday. But then he died on Sunday. I never saw oh. him. And he oh was 40 years. Yeah, it was very, very, I think it's the strongest and the deepest experience of my life, one of them. But seriously, I wasn't ready for that. And uh, he wasn't sick. He was just 40 years, 48 he just had a heart attack. So I remember on Sunday, I got a call from his phone and I thought it was him. That was his wife. And he's like, sorry, Miguel, but your father just just died. And and that day, that time, that second, my my world collapsed. All my beliefs, all the system, all the, everything, just in one click like this. And, um, and that's when I started the journey. Of course, at that time, I was 23. I just graduated from my first master's degree and I didn't know what to do. I was like, okay. Uh, so I took a flight back to Spain. I started working, not thinking about it. But um, it was very, very strong. And uh, the feeling of guilt, the feeling of shame as well, the feeling of a lot of, a bunch of feelings just mixing all together. And and I was going literally crazy. After a year, I, I I went back to to Belgium and I decided, okay, I, I want to go to I want to do a trip. I want to do to go to India, and I don't know why India. Maybe I, it was just like, what is the weirdest <laughs> unknown country for me? It was India. I, I didn't even speak English at that time. I was not even English speaker. I didn't speak English at all. So I was like, okay, let's just go two months, one month. Let's see what's going to happen. And I wanted to see, I wanted to find somebody that was going to tell me, okay, you're not guilty. And I was in search of somebody, actually, that was going to tell me, give me back my lost happiness. And um, to take, to remove that feeling of guilt, shame, and my shoulder were so heavy. When I went to India, I didn't really know that I was not going to find anywhere, anything there. I mean... Yes, of course, I went to Shashram. I, I did some volunteering. I learned, first of all, I learned English because it was needed. <laughs> I had a lot of crazy experience and stories because I didn't speak English at all, you know. And uh, and then the journey went on and on. I, I spent two and a half years traveling. At that time, I didn't know it was going to be that thing, that 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 journey. Because I was not feeling fulfilled. I was not feeling having uh getting the answer that i was looking for and the answer was who am i who are we why are we here why am why my dad just left like that why this this why was keep 
keeping on going and going and, and getting another bus, another train, another each hiking, uh, another plane. And that's how I start traveling and traveling. Then so from India, I went back to Belgium just to uh, tell my family I'm going to start traveling more. I will continue my journey. But I stayed like 10 days in, in Spain, Belgium, and just then took a flight to South America without knowing what I was going to do anyway. And that's how I I, I went on this journey. And I can say that um, I have I'm feeling very grateful and I'm feeling very lucky that I lost my dad because I didn't lose him actually. And I I on the opposite, I, I I got it, I got him back, and I got myself back to myself. So uh, at that time I didn't know that. I, I was really feeling like I lost my dad, I lost um the equilibrium, the balance of my my mind, my body, my soul. It was it was not easy. It was not easy, but I and the opposite. I was fulfilling myself with amazing landscape experiences, discovering new things, food, uh, beliefs. I mean, people, friends that I still be, I'm still in touch with them today, uh, 15, 10, 15 years, yeah, 15 years later. So um, it was amazing. And and then I got, became like kind of addict of traveling. But then mm-hmm. this question was coming back to myself all the time. Okay. Uh, I spent three months in as a monk, you know, I decided to become a monk, like, because like, okay, I, I saw them so happy. I was like, okay, if I become a monk, I will be happy too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, a bit naive as well, but innocent, I would say. And then I became a monk. And I remember it was very hard work, waking up at 4 a.m. in the morning. Oh, my God cold and dark and then you have to start meditating and there was somebody there with a stick i'm not kidding with a stick <laughs> not to 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 hit you but just to you to just to stick on the door and the wall is like meditate it's like you know you see the, sometimes the kids were like falling asleep like this it was so funny and I, I went on and on it was very interesting that was in burma then um i was feeling peaceful but yet i felt like it was not enough I felt like, okay, there's something more, you know, and that something more, I all I always felt, I still felt at that time and thought that the grass is still greener somewhere somewhere else. And as long as I, I had this grass, this idea of the grass greener, I, I could not stop traveling. Then I, I, I had this experience with a shaman in South America. And um, that's because I, I read a book. I mean, I, I read several books of Carlos Castaneda. And uh, that was amazing for me. And I was like, okay, I want to have these experiences. It's amazing. And maybe I'm going to talk to my dad because also there was also the, 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 the search of talking to him and as saying, sorry, I am sorry. And also uh, forgive me, you know? And um, I thought that I needed somebody in between me and the universe, God, the divine, whatever, how you call it. The, the the mystery you know to in order to to be in touch with my dad without knowing that actually i had the key all within mm-hmm. but at that time i didn't know so i felt i need somebody in between so i found this shaman and we went on a journey taking ayahuasca but i felt like okay that's cool but uh i'm not here just to have a trip i want here to talk to my dad and i remember one day i told him this and he's like Oh, why are why are why are waiting? You can talk to him anytime. And you know this the movie of the Lion King, you know, Disney, it's like a bit of the same story. Yes. <laughs> and uh it's like, okay, he's within me, he's in me, actually, he's there. I can connect with him anytime, but I didn't believe it. 
I didn't believe it. So I needed to see him with my eyes. And one day it happened. One day it happened. I feel very, very lucky. And the most amazing thing was that I wasn't alone. I wasn't the only one to see him. Mm. So the shaman was not talk, speaking Spanish. So he was speaking, I think it was Aymara or Quechua. So there is always the, uh, the son of the shaman that was always there to translate. And uh, the son was not taking ayahuasca anything. And the shaman, not all the time. So, you know, it was very, not very ceremonial with, it was with the family around, there's no, it was, I was not only all the time with the, the shaman. And the day that I saw my dad, the most amazing thing that the son was also seeing him and the daughter, and they were not part of the ritual, it was just there in the, the village, you know, in the house. So that day was like, oh, my God, how can they see them? Because I, st- my mind was still tricking me like, like, okay, it's because I'm taking ayahuasca that I see him, you know? But then they were seeing him because they described me how he was, how he was looking. And I was seeing the same thing. I mean, this, my dad, and I never saw him and I didn't carry a picture of him with me. So that day, that was also a very big day for me. And that's when I start to, um, to understand that actually uh there are so many things that we don't understand there are so many things that i didn't understand that i could not even integrate but magic is happening all the time and i believe that we have connection between the here now and the invisible world i i really believe that that day i had an amazing amazing experience with my dad i felt like actually there is nothing that just love and forgiveness and gratitude where there is nothing else. The rest was just my mind. That's when I started to kind of stop traveling, not stop, but I stay longer in places. Usually I was staying one week, two weeks, one month maximum. Then with the, with the shaman, I spent much longer because I felt like the, the time was not, I had this hurry or like, okay, I have to, to not waste my time, you know, because that was the trauma of like, I want to see my dad on Wednesday, I call him and day on Sunday. So there was no time to waste. And I was always going, 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 going quick, 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 traveling fast, fast, fast. And that day I started when I started, okay, calm down, Miguel. There is no time to waste. There was just be, just being a prison. And then, uh, yeah, then I wanted to stay there. I was like, okay, I'm going to stay there. I'm going to learn your language. <laughs> but um, one day the shaman took a stone, a very weird stone. I think it was a volcanic stone with like some very strange shape. And he said, give me your hand. I was like, okay, take my hand like this. I put the stone on it. And he, the, the way the stone was falling on my on my palm of my hand, you know, he, he was looking at this like, I was like, what's going on, you know? And I ask, he's like, like, this is not normal. I don't know. And the son say, you will live upside down. That thing was like, didn't mean anything to me. Upside down. What does it mean? And it's like, yeah, you will live the way upside down. I never understood what, what, what that would mean. That was, was the meaning of that. But then that's when I start tra- I continue my trip journey. And I stopped traveling in Indonesia because I was exhausted traveling around the world. And that's when I decided to stop traveling is where I decided to stop. And if you look from South America, the place where I was at the opposite, it's Indonesia, exactly the opposite. And I spent in total seven years in Indonesia. Um, 
But I didn't realize at that time that was the meaning of that, that what he wanted to sell me, that actually I was going to live upside down from the center of earth, basically. Okay, okay, okay. That's, so uh, let, let me pause Let me pause for a minute before we yeah, go sure. into Indonesia, <laughs> because um, it sounds like what you've described is because of the the your inability to see your dad and what mm. unfortunate circumstances that was. Like you were trying to reconcile or reconnect, and then mm. this unexpected death happened mm. and that sent you into guilt and shame and so your response was to travel yeah and it, and the traveling was uh, almost like an addiction it was almost like something that you're trying to fill that void of shame and and guilt absolutely and, and, and you kept going and having these fabulous experiences meeting these really interesting people but the void never really got filled that's correct because it's not out there because <laughs> it's, it's not out there it's within Right, it's within, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so this this experience you have. Um, oh, and before I get into that, but you were you were um, aware of the questions, right? I didn't write yeah. them all down, but it's kind of like, who am I? What are we? Why are we here? Yes. So you were seeking those the answers to those questions. Yes. And and did you find those in your travels, or did you find those when you realized that everything was within? That's a good question. What I can say is that what I realized is that there is a common point in all the people I've met is that everybody wants to be happy. Yeah, yeah. And no matter what does it mean to be happy for you, of course, some people say, oh, for me, happiness would be to have a house and a kid. Some will say, oh, as long as I'm healthy and my family is with me. But that was a question that I was asking around all the time. What do you want in life? Because I didn't know what I want. Okay. I myself didn't know what I want. So I realized that I was actually, without being aware, I was doing kind of a survey of what people want. And I can tell you in Madagascar, there's a beautiful conversation. They say, as long as I'm happy, I'm fine. But like, what is happiness for you? Happiness is to be with my family. And I was like, oh my God, here I am like 10,000 miles away from my family. And I have this guy, like he was 18 years old. He was very young. And he say, I'm happy because I'm with my, my people. And actually what has made me traveling is because I lost one of my family member. Right. That day or so was very strong. The, the, the meaning of life for that person was that happiness is because I'm with my people and sharing moment with them. And he was right. <laughs> Actually, I was in quest of looking forward, I mean, looking to find my father again because I wanted to spend time with him. So I can say that uh, the answer of like, what is the meaning of life? I believe that after all this trip, I can I have to tell you that I started a master in anthropology because I didn't know what to do with all these experiences. So I went back to Belgium after Indonesia, I spent seven years, but not in a row. I spent three years and I came back to Belgium, especially to study the master degree in anthropology because I had so many experiences that I wanted to put like, you know, I'm very, a bit, I'm very keen on learning and studying. So I wanted to study this master. But I want to say that uh, the meaning of life is um, no matter the culture, of course, we have different cultures, different people, different beliefs with different languages, different traditions. But that question of happiness is often, I mean, almost all the time coming to the surface. And it reminds me of this country, Bhutan, you know, this is the only country in the world that they put this happiness in their politics. 
Yes, we, should, yeah. we should do this. I mean, I very I feel this is like it's amazing how they turn this happiness into a uh, not just uh, something personal, but it's also something that we share in society. We all want to be happy. And the question of like, what does make me happy? And when I start living in Indonesia, I I realized that uh, there I I start building a new a new a new life from scratch. So I, I learned the language. I had a, a partner there. She was amazing as well. And then I felt like, okay, let's start from zero. Let's start from scratch. But then my past two years and a half later just brought me back to Europe because of one of my family members uh, was sick. And I realized that it was impacting me again. So I decided to go back and I wanted to have her back with me, but she didn't want to. So it was a big breakup. And mm-hmm. again, the, the question like, when I, when I, what am I doing with my life? Like, okay, I start from scratch in a new country, but it doesn't erase everything that I wanted to work on myself from the past. The past is there. The past is gone. Yes, but I'm a product also of my past. So that the, the timeline start becoming more uh, clear in my mind that there's not by putting everything in the box in the past that I would be present and happy in the present moment and even in the future. So, so that's when I start uh, practicing meditation and it's been now 10 years more that I practice meditation, but not in the way of searching happiness. It was a different way. The way I practice meditation today is just to connect to the present moment. No mm-hmm. goal. I stop having a goal. <laughs> as yeah. soon as I have a goal, you lose the meditation for me. The yeah, ego, once you have a med- goal, you're an ego. <laughs> Absolutely. So the, that took me a while to understand. But um, now when I meditate, it's no goal to have. It's just just be. Just be here now, in the here and now. And uh, my meditation became, because I was already meditating before, when I was a monk, for instance, but it was with a goal. With a stick. <laughs> with a stick and a goal. <laughs> <laughs> and now <laughs> now it's just like okay just meditate why there's no why to be just be in the present moment and uh just observe and i like this word equanimously you know without having craving neither aversion just be if mm-hmm. you feel mm-hmm. comfort that's how that's the reality of this moment it will soon pass away if you feel happy it will soon pass away it's uh, everything is just a moment and just being in the present moment, that was actually led me to my inner happiness. When I realized it's like, okay, I'm here and now with whatever happens. And of course, life is not always like this. It's like a wave, you know, with ups and downs. That's absolutely normal, I would say. But it's about how to surf on the wave without without being drift, but just be, by being just present and welcoming anything that comes to you, to me, and it's not easy. I will say that it's not easy all the time, especially this year. I had a very difficult year. Mm-hmm. I almost died, let's say, and that's the last experience of my life. I would say that was a very transforming experience. I will go through this part as well. But I, I believe that I could go through this experience because I had all this experience from the before, traveling, meditation. And today I want to share this. This is why I, I'm building this. And this is why I'm coach. I'm coaching people. And don't worry, I don't say to my client, you have to travel two years and a half and become a monk. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm telling you. Because 
I want to give this gift of the, the shortcut, which that I didn't have at that time, that everything is within. Everything is within. We don't have to go 10,000 miles away from your family to, to find the meaning of life. And that's the good, that's the good, <laughs> the good, <laughs> the good point. The good news. The good news. Yes. Mm. Of oh my God, imagine all the rise, but, but that's why I, I wanted to become a coach because when I studied, yeah, I didn't say that when I studied anthropology, I started working for the United Nation. I had this mind like, okay, now I want to help. I want to go back to this community. I was, but not just observing, but I want to bring something valuable in order for them to develop, you know, this word developing 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 but did not ask for it and it's not about the way we see the word that the it's it's different and i i stopped after five years working for the un i stopped because i stopped having a um i didn't find myself in this anymore and i felt like okay better i feel more aligned just touching the individual uh, when there is a, a question, when there is a, a reason, so people come to me. I don't, in the United Nations, it was the other way. We impose ourselves to go. Why some, even some of them don't even ask. Here is different. First, it's a one-to-one individual. So one-to-one to my my clients, for instance. But then there is a question. There is a request. There is a wish to do something. And the the root, I think the soul is more fertile for this because then we have a question. Like I had a question when I was traveling. If if we don't ask, there is nothing to do, I believe. And it must come from ourselves. Like, what do I want with my in my life? And so yeah, so I decided to 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 develop this this coaching uh activity which i'm doing now and to say i also writing a book so maybe next time i'm gonna send you my book <laughs> i'll have <laughs> and, to read that book <laughs> and you're gonna have to read the book <laughs> uh, i'll read it it'll be fascinating <laughs> I, I do want to mention i i forgot to mention actually that you're you're really accomplished person so you have like three master's degrees is that right yes you have yes, three master's degrees good. and you you're fluent in seven languages is that right yes or, that's okay. correct yeah yes. So for somebody who's now just at a place of just being and not being goal oriented, you've accomplished a lot of goals um, mm. to be where you are. But you're, but but it's been all part of the path. I actually find that for myself too. It's like where am I? What I'm doing right now? This podcast. It's like I took a really. I mean, like, I, I didn't start off going, I want to do a podcast. You know, I started off on, it's a much more circuitous journey, not traveling around the world. But I think it is does point out that where we end up is you know, because of where where we've been, and you probably wouldn't have just been a life coach if it weren't for all of these experiences and everything that you went through, and and not only gathering these experiences and finding the answer of where where the meaning is, but also just really connecting with humanity everywhere. And yes. all of that has got to be something that helps you in your, your coaching activity. But I also just love what you what you pointed out about the UN, because the UN, as government, as our governments, it's, it is, it's imposing. It's like, here, we're here to help. Or, you know, what? please don't. <laughs> I mean, we're doing fine, or that's not the help we want. So it's a whole different thing, this yeah. kind of imposing help or, on the world versus allowing people to come to you. And, yes. and that you can see that's very, very interesting. Did that transition from the UN work to your being a coach that people pursue to answer their questions. Do you feel like that was like inner guidance that you received? Yes, absolutely. My father is still guiding me from there. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. And um, 
I, I, I soon realized it wasn't for me anymore because I didn't feel happy anymore. I mean, uh-huh. I maybe felt happy in one of my mission for the United Nations, one of many, you know, one yeah. of many. So I felt like, okay, I'm saying that they have to be happy. I'm not even happy myself. And um, there is a saying in French that we, we say we have to broom in front of the door before we, we pretend to clean the house for somebody else. Oh, nice. Yes. And yes. I, I like this expression, which is very, very true. And I say, okay, before I pretend even to to say, to do something for some for other, I have to start brooming in front of my own door. Yes. So, yeah, I had a huge crisis because imagine after all this trip and master degree, and I had this sort of position working for the UN, wow, you know, and I, I had to leave it all. It's not that I had to, but I felt to do it. And sometimes, even today, some of my family members didn't even understand what are you doing with your life? You're not stable. You're doing this, then you're doing this. You like your. And I feel like, no, no, it's just actually for me, it has a very clear guideline. But from seeing from the outside, it didn't have it at all. But I spent two years thinking of what I'm going to do with my life. I didn't know. I really didn't know. But I didn't want to. Tr- but at that time, I was living in the United States in Florida. Mm. and uh, it was a very interesting moment of my life where I was I that's where I started coaching that's when I started uh, I, I was in touch with coaching there uh, I did a program called gratitude and that has changed my life as well uh, because I, I suddenly understood that okay I have all the keys within and when I was talking about goals it's like there are two different things of course when I my practice meditation, there's no goal to, to, to have or to be. But in life, it's inter- important to have goals, I believe. Otherwise, because it depends for what, what is the topic and what you want in life. But I believe that, in, for instance, when I work with my clients with goals, so it's a goal-oriented, how you see yourself in five, six months, where you will be and why. And we, we, we dig in these questions. And the, 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 the day I approached coaching in, in Florida, that was in... 2018 i think uh that's um that's how I, I realized oh my god this is an interesting i can put all my experience together and touching individuals i want to become a coach and that's when i decide to become a coach of course and then, then i start studying again <laughs> so after my trimester degree i went i enrolling programs for being a coach in florida as well and then the back to to Europe to continue on this journey and that's when I decided to become a coach because I realized that okay touching individuals individuals that ask for 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 change yes completely different as you say that and for the, in the United Nations as you say some people like they don't even ask or sometimes they 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 ask but that's not the, what they they've been asking for they so Sometimes we think we have the answer for others, but I believe that we have our own answers within ourselves. And I have developed my intuition through these experiences as well. Like the shaman has taught me how to listen to my inner voice, the meditation, the my my teacher in Burma as well, uh, Jami Yang, his name was, uh, was also telling me how to start to listen my, to my universe, but to listen to this voice, to what we call intuition, we have to stop to think. I mean, because we have so many thoughts mm-hmm. all the time. It's like going on and going on and going on. So that's, I can, I feel very lucky that I've been through these practices so I can listen to my intuition a bit more. I would say that, especially in the West, we're not really used to, to listen to our intuition, even though now it's start becoming more 
uh, develop. And I'm very happy to see that people start saying, oh, my intuition say that, my intuition say that. I believe that we are we are guided not from one person, one or grandfather or whatever. No, I think we have angels, we have people that guide us, uh, whatever how you want to call them, spirits or or even ancestors. I don't want to put a label on them, but there are there are some guidance happening. And the the thing is that when we allow ourselves to be in touch with these voices, with this it, it's a voice, but it can be also a sign, it can be just a feeling. Mm-hmm. I, I really believe that we can go through amazing experience, connecting with people. You know, I have an ex- just a, a very uh, funny experience. I was on the train a couple of years ago, and there was that man who was 70-something. He was reading a book, and the book, uh, the title of the book was like, oh, it had a big impact on me. In a normal society, I always say, okay, that's it. But then I, I dare to, 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 to talk to him. It's like, hey, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I would like to say that your book is interesting and I'm very attracted by it. What was the title? It was a journey. It's in French, but it was a journey of a man in India. And it was written in Sanskrit and in French. And it was about, uh, the, the, the thing is like, uh, I would try to translate it's like happiness is within you know la, la, le bonheur est à l'intérieur and i was and it was written and it's like oh this is uh, very because that man happened to to live in india for several years and and now he's a friend you know we're still in touch after so many years and he's a te- he was a teacher at university and he was reading books because he, he speaks sanskrit chinese i don't know he speaks many languages he's a teacher and i i, I realized that um if we dare to 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 go through these feelings that we feel like, oh my God, no, I'm not going to talk to somebody I don't know. There was a nice book that also had talk about this. It's the, the Celestine Prophecy. I don't know if you've heard oh, yes. about mm-hmm. this book. Mm-hmm. And I love this book because it's a very simple way to explain that, yes, we have intuition, we, have, we can have feelings and just when it happens, don't think, just don't put a thought on it, just go, just experience it and just go. And I can say that as a... That sometimes, yeah, look, I have a friend now. I mean, it's my friend that because I had this uh, this experience and I just went through to talk to him just normally, simply and naturally. And why not to do this all the time? Most challenging things on the spiritual path is to discern the voice of the, the, mm. inner, the inner self or you know, the God voice, the spirit voice, the guidance voice, the divine guidance versus the ego voice. Um, or the fear, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, or the other thinking, like the thinking, we're so into thinking. So I've thought about what I should do. I thought about what should I do, and this makes sense. What I should do, and then, and then, and then to be able to feel, because I think it's right here in, in the gut. You know, this the intuition. It's like you can kind of feel it below your heart, mm-hmm. and and that that's that's where the guidance comes. But I, I, in my experience, people really have a hard time discerning those two voices. That's true. I, I want to quote Rumi. You know, Rumi say that uh-huh, if sure. the light if the light is in your heart, you will find your way home. I love this quote so much. I, I believe that it's a matter of light, and it's a matter of like for light to come in, you have to open. Yeah. If you keep it closed, it's just the light cannot come in. So for me, it's a matter of being connected with our heart. But if we stop, if we close our heart, we're not going to let the light in, coming in. Yes. I, I love this quote of Rumi very much. And of course, sometimes we hear voices like, don't do this, don't do that. And I have a, I have a belief that say that if it's an hesitation, it's a no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, got it. If there's a hesitation, there's a no. 
Genau. So it's if we, that's how I, I navigate through life because it's an hesitation, it's a no. But um, if it's a yes, but you're afraid of doing it, that's different. You hesitate because you're afraid of doing it, you know. But that's excitement, so yeah, it can be excitement, fear. But if it's an hesitation because you really lost, for me, it's a no. I when I hesitate, I try to not go that way. Anyway, I mean, not that's all a, the that's time. A really that's really interesting. So when when you feel hesitation, that's not that's not it. Because maybe um, I interpret this, this this as myself like okay maybe I'm not ready to take a decision that's why I'm hesitating. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So maybe if if my body is not ready, it's because it's not the time. It doesn't mean it's a yes or it's a no for that thing that I'm hesitating. But it's not the moment. Right. So this is not the time to make that decision. That's not the time to, because also I believe we want to take decisions all the time. We want to have everything clear and quick, quick, quick. You have to know this, this, this. Society yeah. doesn't give you time to even process things, emotions, feelings. It takes time. I mean, it took me two years and a half to understand about my dad. And it's not, it's okay. And it could have eventually took me taking me like five years, I don't know, or six months. Time doesn't really matter. It's just a matter of like being in tune with these feelings. And that's what I realized as well. So I, I we live in a society we want to everything quick, fast, results, results, goal, goal, results, which is okay. I mean, as I said, goals are very important and sometimes very needed. needed. However, when there is an hesitation, it's just because maybe your body is not ready. Mm-hmm. So listen to your body. Okay, I'm hesitating. I don't know. It's okay to not know. Mm-hmm. 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 Do you feel like uh, when you... you- you just gave me that you, that Rumi quote about opening the heart. Do you feel like your journey from your father's death through all of these places and all of these people and all these interesting experiences was a journey of opening your heart? Yes. Ah, oh, yes. Yes. But opening my heart to the light was also meaning to open my heart to the feeling of shame, guilt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It comes together. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a saying that for the same amount of darkness, there is the same amount of light. Mm-hmm. Life is about balance, yin and yang. So I didn't want to, to have a look on the, I would call it shadows. I don't like that word. I would say why. Because um, what is the opposite of light? Shadows? I don't believe it. There is nothing opposite to light. Because if opposite the, the opposite of light was shadow, then you take a room with shadow, I mean darkness, and light, you open the door, it will be equal. But it's not like this. If you open the door, it's always the light that goes to the shadow. Mm-hmm. It's never the way we right. You can't that. the the dark can't overcome can't. the light. Yeah, never. Yeah. So there is no opposite of light, and what's light is love. It's connection. It's gratitude. It's feeling connected. So I I I believe that um, for me that opening the heart was also opening my shadows. But in order to work on my shadows and letting the light come in, you have to open the heart. It comes with everything. We, we can't. Pick, okay, this thing, okay, but this, we can't be, we can't choose. We just like, we open the heart, we open the heart. Yeah, so the opening the heart is really looking at all of it, all of you, uh, not just not just the parts of you mm-hmm. that that make you a good person or mm-hmm. or are, are happy, but the- Everything. Everything. So you really had to look at your guilt and your shame. Absolutely. And that's hard. And I, that's hard. And that's, I wasn't ready. And that's why I was hesitating. And that's why I say when hesitation is a no, it's because I, I was just simply not ready to have a look on these things. Mm-hmm. But when I start feeling ready, I, finally I was ready, that I could finally bring light into these feelings of shame and guilt. 
And um, I realized that this soon vanished because I let the light come in. So the shame and the guilt is not there anymore. No, because everything was just perfect the way it was. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's it's there it's there in place as long as you're not opening your heart to it. I mean, it's like it's there as a fixture until you open your heart to it and then when you open your heart to it, it it kind of dissipates or vanishes. Yes. And um you know, this experience of death I that I experienced with my dad. Finally, I experienced it with myself. That's um, so I was living in Bali until 2021. That I almost died. I had a motorbike accident, and the the accident was okay. I mean, I fell on the rice field. I was even laughing. You know, it was muddy and the frogs <laughs> jumping around. But then I had a parasite coming in, came to my system. So a couple of weeks later, I fell sick, but I didn't really know what was going to ha- what was happening. It took uh, from October to March 2021 to to be sick, but from by episode, like sometimes feeling well a week, but then soon coming back to not feeling well at all. And I ended up with the internal bleeding. So I was settled in Bali and then I had to go back to Europe thinking I was going to stay one or two months maximum because of uh, just to, to, to put, I mean, to feel healthy, to be healthy again. But then I, since I left, I had three surgeries and I never I never went back to, to Bali. And um, then I lost, I would say, lost, I put this in between. But um, uh, in fact, I had a relationship. I, that I, I We broke up because I never went back there. She's still in Bali. Then uh, we were, I was helping her as well for the work. So, I mean, everything just collapsed. And then again, these questions like why and what happened. And then six months later, I got attacked in Belgium. There was this crazy story that I almost got killed by a by a guy. Wow! And yeah, and then I had a uh, I got kicked in my back, so I got an hernia. So that I got surgery, I almost lost the use of one leg. You know, this so is like this... A, this is like a story of Job. <laughs> Are you familiar with the story of Job in the Bible? I mean, he lost everything, everything, everything. And, you know, anyway, it sounds like, yeah, what else can can be taken from you? One thing after another, and I'm not kidding. And then I was like, oh my God, are you serious? And I wasn't even, I was crying every day. But then I, 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 I left the use of my leg for three months. I was spent three months in bed. Then I got a surgery, problems, a lot of them. And and um, yeah, and I I realized that that succession of losing, losing, losing things. Um, thanks God, I would say I had all this experience before because uh, sometimes I was thinking I was going to lose my mind, but I I, I felt quite balanced in a way that I, I was I knew that that was going to 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 end one day or another. But I was ready to die. I was always saying, okay, that's the last moment. I thought my, I think my family thought I was going to die this year because I had an internal bleeding again. They gave me some strong medicine for the hernia, but I was I became allergic because of my past experience in Bali, blah blah blah. I, internal bleeding. I spent more than thirty days in hospitals, ambulances, surgeries, and stuff. Wow. So and um, but I never I never gave up. You know, I felt like okay, it's okay. Uh, I'm still having some wounds. You know, I still don't. I lost the use of three of my toes. Uh, some of my legs is part of my leg is numb but it's okay I I feel like I'm lucky again I know it sounds crazy but um how to say that 
I deeply feel that it was a, a gift for me. Of course, if you compare Belgium, especially in winter and Bali, <laughs> <laughs> I oh, would maybe. prefer to, <laughs> to be in Bali. <laughs> And um, and I miss also there, and I of course I had a very beautiful relationship there that we still friends. Thanks God, we could uh, move into a lovely friendship. But uh, on the other hand, I felt like okay, there's not nothing just to experience just the present moment, and I'm grateful because now I can I can put in practice what I'm also teaching to other, but to myself, like I was saying with the United Nations before cleaning the house of someone, pretend to clean the house of somebody, broom in front of your door. Yeah. And this is what I'm doing. And so I, I'm putting in practice all these teachings and all this, because I believe that they really were, you know, it's not something that I just want to marketing and just put out there. Okay. Look, it's amazing. It's, right. Really, right. Right. I think, I, you know, I always tell people who, who want to come on the podcast, I'm like, we're, we're not going to sell what you do. We're going to sell you. I mean, you talk about mm, you, <laughs> you talk mm -hmm. about you, and if people are moved, they'll, they'll come to you. That's that's exactly how, how mm -hmm. it works. I have a couple of questions for you about that experience. Yes. One is, do you fear death? Yes. I One day I, I lost consciousness, I mean, and I, I, I thought it was the end. But did you, were you afraid or are you accepting uh, of death? It's interesting. I, I would say I was afraid when I was in Bali until I came back to Belgium. No, I'm not afraid anymore. I'm ready. Yeah. If I can I was to die this, today. Especially the experience no. with your dad and then experience seeing no. your dad and knowing that your dad is there with you. I mean, death is, I mean, what it, what is death? I think it's just a, mm. it's a birth into something else. Um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because as I say about the opposite of life, I think we we there is a misconception of like the opposite of life is death, but that's not true. The opposite of death is birth. But yes. life was, life is, and life will be always. Yes, and life encompasses all of it, you know, death and birth. And yeah. So yeah. I I I I will I mean now I have my grandmother here in Belgium and I'm very happy to be here because I think she's living her last moment. I mean, not moment, but I Okay, about intuition, I feel like it's going to be maybe in 2023. Uh -huh. And I want to be there. I want to be there. I want to yeah. be there for her. And I don't feel sad. I feel, okay, wonderful. <laughs> I know yeah. it sounds... Right, right. It's, it's wonderful. I mean, I know it's... Um, I, I I can't approach death anymore the same. I was approaching death before my, my father died because I saw him, I felt him. And also, you know, the day I almost died, I remember... I lost I, I, you feel good. I mean, I felt good. I was out of my body. You know all these uh, stories mm -hmm. that you hear that you are. It's true. I mean, I mean, I experienced it, and um, I know it, it's it's true. I, I can't even explain it with words. It's just a feeling. Like, oh my god, if that is it, that's the way. It, I can't wait. You know. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's um. It's just the feeling of like making others sad that's the thing that you know one thing that made me come back because when I, the day I, I i had this experience of new experience i say one thing that i didn't want to die was that oh my god i don't want to to my mother experience losing a, a, her son because when because when my my father died my grandmother experienced that and she she became blind of one eye of crying you know uh, and I felt like this is so much for her. And this is the feeling that made me like, okay, I have to fight to come back. But otherwise, if it was for me, I felt about, I thought about my mother at that time. I would never forget. I felt like, okay, oh my God, imagine you will leave now. I was ready. I was like, oh my God, 
but your family, what they would be, they not they don't understand about death like you and you know. Yeah. And, well, you uh, you you obviously have more to do here. You mm, know, that's that's something yeah. else too. Yeah. But I I I'm not afraid of death. Absolutely yeah. not. No. Yeah, that's kind of what yeah. I suspected. And and then I'm also wondering, um, what is your view of God or um. Do, do you have do you have a sense that there is a, a greater power under all of it? You know, b beyond yes. all the angels and the everything else that may yes. be guiding you. Absolutely, yes. I don't know if I call God, uh -huh. but I, um, because and I'm an anthropologist. So I would say God, the word God, has also has a meaning, you know, and as a yeah, I mean, probably the mystery or you know, the uh, source. There's so many names the, for it. Yes, um, I would say that there is a consciousness. Uh, uh -huh. I like this word. Yes. And uh, we say there is a mantra, it's called Satchit Ananda, the blissful of the consciousness. And um, I think like if we think about, okay, let's talk about like, okay, I have a consciousness as a human being, as a Miguel, but we also understand today that the cell has a consciousness today. It's proven now by science. My my blood cells have, but so that's the micro, micro but whatever the, the bigger picture maybe earth has its own consciousness universe has its own consciousness but we don't we're not in tune with them with it because it's too big for us it's make mm -hmm. it's too big i believe there is something and more than believing i mean i mean it's experiencing i mean we we what do we know about the human brain what do we know about life every day there is a new discovery and we want to pretend that science is everything. I mean, we finally discovered that there are new things. And I love, uh, I'm so interested with uh, Einstein and the, the theory of... Um, relativity. Uh, relativity. Yeah. Because finally it took, how many years is it's taking to finally get there and try to... We're still not in Einstein's still theory. Not. We're, We're not still in that consciousness. Not. We're still stuck in... We're still not. But imagine <laughs> that genius. This guy was a genius. And yeah. I, I am so I am very how to say like uh, excited about this topic because um, it's a feeling it's a feeling and um, it 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 I remember when I had this experience of feeling my body was going to I felt a separation between what we call me I don't know it was me not my mind but a feeling and my body. And have you heard about the sort of 21 gram that we, the body, when yes, somebody yeah. dies? Yes, we weigh less after we die. Uh, it's pretty amazing? interesting. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, yeah. nobody understands this, but it's happening. It's just a, so, yeah, God, I mean, I talk to the big consciousness, I would say, every day. And because we are all connected, we are all interconnected. And as I say, the cell cannot live on its own. It's it's living because it's connected to somebody, even though it has its own consciousness, as we human being are. I I have my consciousness. I, I, I know I'm conscious of I'm Miguel, I have this, but I cannot exist without the whole. I'm part of the whole. Yeah. So there was this saying, I think it was uh, Rumi again, I don't remember, he said that there is not the the water, the, the drop of water is not con it's not a part of the ocean, it's containing the ocean. Yes, yeah. I forgot if it's Rumi that say that. But I love this quote as well, because it's true. We are all, we have all the universe within ourselves. We are, we are a stardust. Yes. That's, that's true. And if we can tune into this different level of consciousness, as small and micro and big, imagine how we would be like. I know, it's like with the, the, 
if if we even had the an, a, a fraction of our understanding mm. of our divine nature, our, like the, that we are part of this greater consciousness, the consciousness is us. I mean, it's, we would we would construct a completely different world, completely different world. Than, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I love this, and there is this quote as well. I I I don't remember who said it. Rumi? <laughs> no, it's another one. It's I think it's Chardin. I forgot. He say we are not human beings having spiritual experience. Yeah, we're spiritual beings. Having beings human having human yeah. experience. Uh, yeah. I love this quote so much because it's yeah. so true. I think so many people have said that. Every so many people can claim that quote. <laughs> I, Oprah. <laughs> I think one uh, one day, I think Dalai Lama once he, he quoted, but I think yeah. it's not from him. It's from Chardin or something. Okay. I forgot the name. All right. yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I love this quote because it's so true. I mean, yeah. can you imagine that we are having a spiritual experience? <laughs> no, we're not having a spiritual experience. We are human we beings are having, a, having a human, human experience. experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I'm, I'm hoping that what we're going through right now, um, this, this, transformation that's going on in the planet right now oh, yes. I, i'm hoping that it 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 tips it tips towards birthing this new new way of being where at least the critical mass of us wake up to our divine nature and then start start seeing that we can create just a a, a, a different world now it needs to not just focus out there because we like you said we have to start with our own selves but once we really wake up to that then so much of the culture that we live in and the indoctrination that mm -hmm. we live in, it would just kind mm -hmm. of fall away and we could create heaven on earth. That's that's my my vision. I I, I love your vision. And I have <laughs> kind of the same vision. I so believe that, you know, I think this century is so interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just think about like 20 years ago, talking about these topics that there was not so broadly yeah. um, spread as it is today. Isn't it? cool isn't amazing finally we can talk about this without and being connected with other brothers and sisters yeah. and i believe there is a, 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 a quest of these questions because we're living in a very rational world for the last century very very much since uh, i mean the history with the technology and all this yeah but especially in the west and then we we kind of got disconnected from our nature because i mean in in the west i mean when i say in the west in europe i'm from europe but um we were connected to mother earth in other way before uh, science came in and disconnected a little bit like we had um we call in france the tree where they were like kind of shaman in, in the forest we were connected mm -hmm. but then of course that started religion and we start connecting with the religion as well thanks god however that mindset of like disconnecting the mind the body like we became like a robot like okay and the spiritual thing became like oh that's we can't anything that we can't prove doesn't exist yeah we're yeah so um I, we could definitely go on and talk about that, but we're kind oh, yeah. of coming up on an hour. So what I want to, <laughs> oh, I want to give yeah, you, <laughs> I, want, I know it went by really fast. I want to give you the last word, you know, let you say, you know, what, what you want for the last few minutes. And I will have your um, link to your page and your coaching business and everything on the, on the podcast page. Um, but, but is there anything that you wanted to share that, that we didn't cover? I just want to say the one thing, dare to be happy. Oh, I love that. I love that. And that's that commonality that you found in all people that, you know, there yes. is there is that desire to be happy, but we don't always dare to actually do it. Exactly. 
Exactly. Desire to be happy, but dare to be happy. Dare to be happy. I love that, Miguel. And, you know, thank you so much for being with us today. And I I do, I I know I, (laughs) I know I kind of just having to read books because <laughs> I'm reading like four <laughs> books right now. And I'm like, ah, oh, I got to get this, this book to preface this podcast. But I do look forward to seeing your book. I think, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be some kind of autobiographical journey or a, or a fiction, uh, a fictional depiction yeah. of it at least. So I hope it's going to be ready for the next year. I'm writing with a friend. So we together with uh, writing with this because we want to, to, to transform our, I mean, to talk about our experience, but also with coaching uh, practices okay. In, order, okay. in order to make it practical. But okay. normally by the end of the, I mean, fall next year, it will be normally ready. Okay, great. Well, we'll look forward to reading this. Thank, Thank you so you. much, Miguel from Belgium. And I now close the spiritual forum. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, you can let me know by leaving a positive rating and review on your favorite podcast app or make a tax-deductible donation at thespiritualforum.org. The Spiritual Forum is a podcast, prayer, and retreat ministry affiliated with Unity Worldwide Ministries. Thank you again for being a part of the Spiritual Forum community. And remember, you are an amazing, divine, and powerful being. Thank you.